0: All the knowledge you want, Malik Books Has all the knowledge you need, Malik Books Yeah, they have all the books that the whole wide world wanna read Malik Books Welcome, welcome, welcome to Malik's Bookshelf Bringing the world together with books, culture, and community Hi, my name is Malik, your host of Malik's Bookshelf This is going to be a controversial episode because I'm talking about a sensitive subject that's been in legislation, particularly in California, for a few years now. There's talk about reparations. So I thought today I'll talk about this subject matter. And I have um, a young man that I've known for many years that's moved away to Atlanta, but I thought I'd reach out to him and get an interview on reparations. His name is Reginald Muhammad, and he's one of the leading voices for reparationists in this country. He founded an organization called National Reparations Institution, and he's published a book to address the blueprint and steps needed to bring about reparations to create a generation of change and what he calls complete reparations. So stay tuned for that interview. The interview is so long that I'm not able to do a book review or talk about any other subject matter because I want you to hear this complete interview I was able to do with him in the reparations movement. Now, as I stated earlier, This is a very sensitive subject, reparations. A lot of people has chimed in on this subject matter. A lot of people are for it, a lot of people are against it. But hey, it is real. It is taking place down in America. And it's something that's not going to go away. So hey, enjoy this episode because it is enlightening. Today, I'm going to talk about a sensitive subject. That you know has many different viewpoints, but the person that I'm interviewing about this subject matter, reparations, is at, on the forefront and one of the leading voices trying to get reparations for the black in America. He represents the National Reparations Institution. His name is Reginald Muhammad, and I'm going to bring him on so that he can touch on what he's doing about his book, Reparations, and what's upcoming. How you doing today, Reginald? Good, Brother Malik.
1: How are you and how's the family and your customer base in Los Angeles? Wonderful,
0: wonderful. I I forgot to mention, I've known this brother. He used to be out here on the West Coast. Now he's on the East Coast. He reversed it just like I was on the East Coast and then I'm on the West Coast. But this brother continues to be a voice for change and hope In America, the family's doing well. I hope your family's doing well. I want to get right on in this. I want our audience to know more about what you're doing and how this, the the National Reparation Institution and how it is, you know, trying to bring reparations to the black community. Well...
1: Brother Malik, thank you again. And first off, I want to congratulate you cuz you've been there more than a couple decades in Los Angeles area and have provided the, have been a source and a hub for information for the masses of our people. And brother, we are always in debt and grateful for that you. you and your family and Malik Books. Uh, and I know you have two or three locations there. And we want to just say thank you. And we're grateful and appreciative, brother, that you thank will you. allow us to be on your podcast.
0: Thank you. Uh, thank you.
1: Malik, just a little background about what I do and how we've been doing it. Um, I've been a, a reparationist and in, in the movement for more than 30 years now. Wow. I'm originally, I'm originally from St. Petersburg, Florida. And what's unique about St. Petersburg, Florida, brother, that is the base of the home of the All-African People's uh, Socialist Party. Mm. and the Yuhura Movement, Uh, the longest-running revolutionary newspaper, The Bird Experience, out of St. Petersburg, Florida. Well, what's unique about that, brother, back in the uh, 81-82, they're the first organization to have an international reparations tribunal uh, in the country. Mm. And the first book ever published by us on reparations is called Stolen Black Labor. Mm. And that was published by Chairman O'Malley Yassatella. We have to give him credit for, for that. And when I read that book, uh, brother, uh, while I was teaching at the Marcus Garvey School right there in Los Angeles, right there on um, on Slauson off of, uh, That's right. off of uh, Crenshaw. That's right. Um, when I was teaching, I was still book, brother, there. And I was convinced of the reparations movement. And of course, you know, I'm a long term veteran member of the Nation of Islam. Well, if you go to point number four. Uh, the Honor of Elijah Muhammad's program, that is a reparations program. And so from there, Brother Malik, uh, coming full circle today, uh, in Atlanta, we have we've been blessed to have the first policy center and think tank centered on reparations. We're not a competing organization on the reparations piece. But what we are is a policy center and think tank, and all we do is uh, is research, writing, publish, and propagating reparations for the masses of our people. Mm. And so, bottom line, um, one of the things that I was blessed to do uh, back more than a decade ago, uh, uh, brother Malik, is that I published my. Uh, if you go online now, you put, uh, my master thesis. It's called the Movement to Secure Reparations for Blacks in America and an Analysis of Fragmented Models and Methodologies. They Woo! would not even give me a master's degree uh, until, because of my critique and criticism of the reparations movement, it lacked a model and a methodology. I see. And what do I, well, why is that important? Blacks have been organizing for reparations for more than 100 years in America. True. And I know Calif- California has just passed a re- reparations initiative. That's right. But what's been lacking, uh, Brother Malik, and to you and your audience, is that there was no clear... Model and methodology for actually doing it. Mm-hmm. If you say that you're building a, uh, if you say you're going to do some building in Los Angeles, commercial or residential, at some point you have to provide a blueprint to the city of Atlanta in order for you to uh, zoning right. and planning department in order for you to do any building in in uh, in um, LA for a commercial mm-hmm. building or mm-hmm. a residential building. Somebody's going to ask you, "Where's your formal plan? Where is your blueprint?" That was missed. That's what was missing in the reparations movement. I see. There are organizations who, had, uh, who were giving speeches and conferences and are blessed to have a, a 10 point program, but they were lacking a model and a methodology for actually securing reparations. So, mm-hmm. since I have been very critical of the movement, brother, the the um, the National Reparations Declaration, which you sell, and over 30 uh, other black bookstores around the country sell in their bookstore. That
0: is the blueprint for securing reparations for the masses of our people. And say that Um, title again of the book. You say what? Say the title again of the book. The book is called The
1: Movement to Secure Reparations for Blacks in America. The subtitle is A Qualitative and Quantitative Framework black redress
0: okay and what's you the holiday bookstore right now we do uh on both of them and and again it's sold in over 30 uh, 31 bookstores yeah. in uh in the united states right now absolutely
1: and again it is the blueprint because the other thing that was missing in the in the movement of uh brother malik is that you ask blacks okay what does what does that look like well, you're getting a different answers. If you have 100 people walking in your store and you ask them uh, what reparations look like, you get 100 different answers. Absolutely. And,
0: it's an and ongoing so, subject. So, it, it, I was just going to interject. There's, I mean, yeah. I, I get people in the store all the time or when I'm out in the community all the time talking about reparations. And it's just a, it's a million different points of view. But one thing's for certain is the black people still looking for that 40 acres in the mule that was promised after slavery. Yes, sir.
1: That's true. Absolutely. And one of the things that's happening in the movement, you got a black petty bourgeois sector and white liberals hollering, give me a check. But remember, the minister said, brother, if we're not talking eight to ten states, it's a sellout and it's a compromise. Right now, uh, brother Malik Blacks operate well, you, on you, less than two million acres of land today. Uh, up until 1970, we were controlling over 15 million acres of land. Okay. And we know land is about freedom, justice, and equality. Sure. Uh, we're talking yeah. about manufacturing, food, clothing, and shelter. Well you gotta have land to do that. There are over forty five million black
0: people in America so today we, and they're operating on less than two million acres of land. So we and lost so thirteen a, million acres of land in the last how many years? In the last
1: in the last fifty years we have lost that many acres of land.
0: Absolutely. And
1: and so that so I, the reparations piece, when you're talking complete reparations now. Complete reparations. You're talking the land question has to be dealt with. Now, the
0: let me ask you this: Is there such thing as a short-term plan for reparations and a long-term plan for reparations?
1: Oh, absolutely. Because some of the short-term plan is, uh, uh, brother Malik, is that you see states around the country and cities and municipalities uh, talking reparations, and they're doing the best that they can. Uh, But what's what's missing in the in the dialogue, brother, is that they have not had anybody to come in and quantify what that looks like and give Mm -hmm. you and give an evaluation. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you an example. Let's look at California. I uh, and I can provide the letter to you and and to your listeners. Uh, Brother, four months, five months ago, I warned uh, the state of California, the nine commissioners there. All of them got a copy of the letter from me. Is that not to uh, make it lineage based? That only way you can qualify for reparations is prove lineage. Brother, that is a black bourgeois (laughs) and white liberal team scheme and tactic to to really. Uh, keep the masses of people who deserve reparations from getting reparations. What do
0: I mean by that? So you uh, saying that you, people you got
1: to prove lineage, uh, brother? How Puke and Ray, Ray them going to be able to prove lineage when it was against the law for us to read and write in America? How are they going to be able to prove lineage, brother? And without the resources to be able
0: to track and trace that? So you um, saying that anybody black should just qualify automatically without no, no, proof? No, no, it's, it's not based on just uh,
1: you black and you qualify automatically. What has to happen with that, brother, is what we develop is what is known as the deal method. We first off look at damage, injury, and loss. It's a California population. Let's look at we we know blacks were in California in the early 1800s. Let's look at the population that was there. Let's look at some of the some of the lineage is not is not an, an absolutely. Uh, 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 it's not that we take take lineage all the way out of there, but it has to be more than just lineage, because mm-hmm. there are there are those who were responsible for the enslavement and trafficking of black people. Remember, I didn't notice I didn't say slave trade. I said the enslavement and trafficking of black people
0: Okay, that There's a in the
1: state of California. Mm-hmm. And so we got to be able to look at populations that were damaged. We got to look at populations now uh here in the 21st century, how they were ill-affected, and then decide what the damages are, the loss and the injury. It can't just be, when you talk about lineage-based now, you got a population that does not know how or where to even begin to prove lineage, but they've been systematically locked out, locked under. That's the Pookie and Ray Ray and Sinead who deserve reparations. Uh,
0: yeah. brother. Okay. And now,
1: We've got the bourgeois sector saying, "Well, you got to prove lineage." Well, right now there's a fight. There's a fight about to happen. that's already happening in California because what? What will happen when Gavin Newsom, uh, who, who said that he's will he will approve two hundred and um, twenty-five million dollars, uh, two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars for blacks uh, for reparations as individuals or families. Well, brother, the average house in, in, in California is about four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So again, that will not eradicate the homeless problem that you got there in uh in Los Angeles. It won't even move the needle. The poverty rate, the dropout rate, the incarceration and in, incarceration rate, uh the destruction of the black family, the psychological damage, mm-hmm, that will mm-hmm. not that's not complete reparations. That is a payment
0: for that, so for some damages. Okay. So-
1: but it's not complete reparations Okay,
0: so it's a, <laughs> because, it's a, it's a, it's a down payment towards reparations But certainly so not It's a down payment towards reparations But it's certainly not a remedy to bring a Which, Because my understanding, my brother Is that when it comes to reparations Okay, what's the end game and what's the goal here? You know, money don't solve all problems And you're right, you know, a lot of things we suffer from has nothing to do with money You can put a fool you can you you can build a house and give it to a fool and a fool and money will soon part The thing the thing the thing is we have a lot of damages mentally and psychologically that was done and my point is is that Revelations, you know the end game and the goal here is to create a generation of change and We know that it starts with land and we know that we have to create institutions and bring about an environment where the thinking and the culture is changed in order to bring about a universal change. And so that's the long term mindset. That's the long term strategy when it comes to reparations. But here's the thing, you know, is reparations realistic in the in this damn and time? And is America gonna own up to? what we call you know paying the debt that is owed to black people for the oppression because no one has suffered more in america than under the government the government of america has created more hardship and oppression than any slave trader you know you know america is is is, as a as a nation you know has great sins but those great sins you know can also uh, it can be said outside of the great sins that the you know opportunities and the um, and, 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 and 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 the environment and the culture that America created created a lot of wealth for a lot of individuals in America and you know and that, and the greatness that in America is tied to the success of of black America as well, uh, many inventions, many, many, many of the things that are people are proud about America, you'll find black people right there, every step of the way, and so, you know, we, Absolutely. you know, this is, a, you know, this is, so this is a very intent, and I hear your passion, and, and I hear, brother, that you could tell that you, brother, are, you know, are speaking from your heart, you, you're very intellectual, your passion, and for this movement, um, you know, I've been knowing you for a long time. This is the first time I've had this engagement with you regarding all these years, regarding the reparations, and you've put so many miles and so many years into, you know, working diligently and actively trying to bring about, you know, and that goal, that ultimate goal, which is to create a generation to change. And from hearing everything you saying, these individual payments that are being talked about, is not going to solve that generation of change.
1: Exactly. Well, think about it and put it in this context. You're absolutely right, Brother Malik. Let's put it in this context. At the Reparations and National Reparations Institute here in Atlanta, Here's what here are the four goals and objectives. Because, again, you raised the question about can we really secure reparations? Is it possible or feasible for the federal government? Brother, our number one objective is to consolidate movement. There, there, there are various voices, various organizations on, on reparations. Be very clear about consolidating the movement. Number two is to control our own narrative. Number three is to implement the National Reparations Declaration nationwide. Number four is to implement the collective culture model that will actually secure reparations for blacks in America. Mm. You say, uh, and let me, let me say, go back to the Declaration. What's key about that declaration, for the first time, uh, Brother Malik, we quantified what reparation, what the cost would be. We, we broke down the land question, the quantification scale that's in that declaration. This is a 62-page book.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Brother, we didn't go ask white scholars to do this for us and about us. Brother, that was developed at the Institute, uh, at the National Reparations Institute in Atlanta. So for the first time, we quantified what reparations looked like based on the land that was lost, the uh, 300 years of free labor uh, rather than to um, the exploitation and the murder of black people. And so we use four variables to calculate it. Dr. Ray Wimbush read it at Morgan State University. He's considered the dean of the movement. He wrote the book and that you used to sell in your store Should America Pay? He read the declarations. He said in his 40 years, Brother Malik, he had never found a better calculation than what we had provided at the National Reparations Institute. Now, mm-hmm. you say Yes, the federal government owes, brother Malik, but we're about to publish, brother. Do you know that there are over 36,000, uh, excuse me, 35,000 plantations that are still up and operating that made their money off the enslavement and trafficking of black people? Now, they're under different names and different mm-hmm. companies and foundations that own those, those properties now, but they made their fortune off the enslavement and trafficking of black people. They will be we will be publishing that mm-hmm. some of them will come to the table so it's not just the federal government it's the federal government that owes the are nonprofits that owes us. their select multinational corporations that owe mm-hmm. some of the nonprofits that owe us major universities Harvard University brother they stepped out six months ago if you go to the Wall Street Journal and you'll see six months ago they stepped out and say agreed to pay
0: a hundred million dollars in reparations why brother Malibu? Howard University your, a vel- a HBCU participate. What? No, Harvard. Harvard. Oh, Harvard. Okay. I thought I heard. I was, I was like uh, HBCU. Okay. That's that. Okay. Harvard $100 million. Why? Because
1: our research shows that brother 41 of the founding members of Harvard university were enslaved, uh, slave owners, brother, and that's how they made their wealth. Mm-hmm. So, and one of the reasons they have agreed to pay brother Malik, some of their staff and students have a copy of the declaration that you have in your store. They know we're coming. So now they okay. already jumped out there and said they uh, and we missed them in the declaration with some other schools like Brown University, uh, Cornell University. Well, how do they? Uh, how do they uh, ar- well, Georgetown I guess
0: OK, so. The, so Harvard stepping out and they want to offer 100 million to the war chest for reparations. A hundred million. That 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 seems to be an insult. That seems to be an insult. They've already admitted, and there are other white universities. What what what's your calculation, my brother? Because I got for the audience a Malik bookshelf. Reginald, dropped this calculation in. Did you arrive at your organization? Institution arrived at what's this calculation? How much money is our this? Deflation
1: is over eighty-three trillion, 83 now, trillion dollars. Eighty-three trillion dollars. Now, my question though, uh, much of that has to do with the land, peace, brother Malik. And when you go back to our declaration, we spell it out and lay it out,
0: brother Malik. And along eighty-three, you, know, you, you, you. Corpor- every university is going America. bankrupt. America is going bankrupt. All the insurance companies are going bankrupt. The nonprofit organizations are going bankrupt. So let's get real. 83 trillion dollars, where is that going to come from? We important key and critical. See, they print money all day every day and they can easily But you can't print land. You cannot print land. Black bourgeois sector talking about
1: give me a check, brother. That's a sellout and it's a compromise because at the end of the day, Brother Malik, the land question
0: becomes key. That now is. That we, that's we, the number one ingredient. Form of money.
1: Reparations is not just money, brother, but but think about the black farmers, brother. They need irrigation systems. They need equipment. So part of that reparations package is communication systems, uh, farming equipment. But the land question becomes key and critical because you're right. They they print money all day that, that have any value. And there's losing value. But we know. But we, know, piece, brother, but we you know, know you, you can't, can't,
0: can't print land. Owns. You that, know? That, that's, our, that's, that's part of our, our
1: request for complete reparations. But, and remember, Brother Malik, we're talking complete reparations here now. Uh, Dr. William Darity at Duke University, you, I'm sure you you sell his book. It's called From Here to Equality yes. um, Reparations yes. for Blacks in the 21st Century. 416 page book. Yes. The, and, and I give Darity credit, great historic piece, but it is not a blueprint. He, if you read the book, I have the book in the library and it read it. And it, what Darity comes up with is that, um, is that blacks are owed a minimum of fifteen trillion dollars.
0: Oh, well, he he way lower than eighty three trillion. Blood. He's talking, see that's the black
1: bourgeois wealth gap. That will not move the needle and solve the poverty and generational wealth in black America, brother. No, we're talking a minimum of $83 trillion, and remember there are four entities that owe us, the federal government, state and local, then you're talking about nonprofits, select multinational corporations, and then to the um, uh, select multinational corporation, nonprofits, uh, and then, then you're talking uh, individual, um,
0: uh, in the plantations,
1: plantations. Yeah, the individual plantation, thirty-five thousand of them. That horse, and so. That so, it's not the bill that 80, $83 trillion is not a bill for all for just one entity or one body. Mm-hmm. That is collectively what they owe us, right? And that, again, right. if you read the right.
0: declaration, you'll see in and, and, and that calculation, out, is and we have gotten excellent scholarly reviews. Mm-hmm. There are organizations who have read it who
1: who have a problem with Reginald Muhammad, but they have not come back and countered in uh, the declaration and what right. we have documented. It's not just rhetoric. We, no, uh, no not at all. Probably 17, 18 citations in the declaration. And not it's laid all. out in a very systematic you know, and a very coherent you way you talk to, how to t- actually secure you reparations you for mean, the masses
0: of our people absolutely I mean the, the, what's the value what's the value of of a human life you know what's the value of a torture of a human of a human being what's the value of taking away their the opportunity from them to, to have prosperity and in fulfillment of freedom justice and equality you know you, you're trying to calculate you know and it comes down you know how much is a life worth well I heard, well I remember when um, in Thinking grow rich um. A Black Choice by Dennis Kimball Dr.
1: He, Dennis Kimball One of ta- my colleagues I'm at Clark <laughs> Atlanta University <laughs> Teaching
0: that I teach in the Department
1: of Political Science yes. there He talked and
0: about in the book About the, the the wealth You know how they calculate a, li- a life And at one point If you just calculate his organs And this and that back You know 50 years ago It might have been worth about $100 but today you calculate, you know, the body parts in Oregon, you're talking millions. But then he pointed out in the book that one in terms of the nuclear and age era, he's talking about the energy and the life force that in w- one human being can power one major city for over a week. So the value of, you know, uh, one life is is So great in mass You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> and then the torture right. that one that one life From the beginning of birth to the end of his life And then to sentence their generations to oppression and death So brother man, just to be able to calculate You know this, I my hat and kudos off To you and your organization For being able to be able to calculate A scholarly way of determining just how much land and and, and, and it is needed and, and money that's needed in order to repair a generation for change, my brother. Now go ahead, what was you trying to say? Well,
1: thank you again, brother. Important points that you're bringing out, brother Malik. So again, you asked the question, will they pay us or how will they pay us? Remember now, we're asking for um, $83 trillion now and that uh, much of that is the land question but that's over a 20 to 25 year period that they are supposed to be provided they can do it and will do it 1988 was the civil liberties act when the japanese got reparations um here in america if you say well okay what was the process brother they didn't they didn't there was no marching there was no picketing there was no protest there was no prayer breakfasts that's not how you gonna get reparations brother you Brother Malik, let me me share this with your audience. And when I come to L.A., I will break it down for you even further. Brother, all of their political and economic... There is an international white ruling class, internationally, nationally, and locally. Mm. There is a white ruling class internationally, nationally, and locally. They make all of their political... They they make all of their economic and political decisions if it will help or hurt, number one, their power base. Number two, their profit base. Number three, their policy base. And number four, their privilege base. That's how all economic and political decisions are made in this country at the national, state, and local level. Mm-hmm. Will it help or hurt? Number one, their power base. Number two, their profit base. Number three, their policy base. And number four, their privilege base. It's not based on what is just, what's right, what's fair and equitable, or what's just for black people. That's not how they're going to make their decision on reparations. Brother, Brother Malik, how we're going to consolidate, how we're consolidating the movement, we will have our third annual Indaba or Great Summit, the mm-hmm. Great Sitting Down at the Atlanta University uh, Center in the, the last week of June. Well, what we do is we invite all the organizations and all the major players on reparations to come and sit down, not in a rally where we clap and clapping and, um, and pontificating and all of that. Mm-hmm. We sit down and look at the declaration and, and agree this is how we're going to approach reparations to actually okay. secure reparations okay. for blacks in America. And that in that game plan, brother, and what I just described to you about how the national uh, ruling class make all of their political and economic mm-hmm. decisions, that is known as the quadruple-based paradigm. You won't find that in a book or anywhere okay. uh, white
0: folks okay. develop that. We, as you- I was blessed to develop that. At okay. the national reparations okay. Institute as a political scientist. Well, I need to ask you, you this question. Thirty years now. Well, I need to ask you this question. And I need so me to, me to me ask. Show
1: you how quickly. Uh, to show your audience how quickly to prove my my question. Well, how is that to? How is me the? Let how quickly we can prove that.
0: Yeah, how, because I'm like, how is it in their best interest? This this this, this trilateral. <laughs> be interest, but, Billy, <laughs> even next
1: year, when they start to see their numbers go down with black and brown people enlisting in the military. They bring it behind to the table, brother Malik. When 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 select multinational corporations see their bottom line, say their shareholders. Give an example. Let's look. Uh, let's look at Wells Fargo Bank. When young people, brother, who know how to um, who know how to uh, navigate and utilize these gadgets, your children, your grandchildren, and my children, uh, gadgets to the degree that say, too much. I mean, forty five days from now, when. Ten thousand black people close their accounts in Wells Fargo Bank within a matter of day, not passing out flyers, or anything, but because of these handheld devices, and they agree upon it, and they go in and walk in and close ten thousand uh, accounts in Wells Fargo. Well, what was the problem? What is so, it that y'all so, so, you okay. want? Reparations. So you, you leverage in unity.
0: Table. You leverage in unity, which is more powerful than an atomic bomb.
1: Absolutely. That, that's that's exactly what, what I'm saying. When we do the uh, the the NDABA, the summit coming up, we're not asking you your theology, your philosophy, or your ideology. As long as you agree with complete reparations for the masses of Black people, and then you start to implement. When we when we send when we publish the list, brother, of the slick multinational corporation that owe us, brother, when they know that they're on the list, and the masses of our people are saying, okay, well, you're not doing any business, you're not agreeing to reparations, Wells Fargo. Debt, okay, cool, fine. But when you start losing accounts, uh, brother, and got to an answer to your shareholders, they bring their behind to the table.
0: So basically, you things, gotta bring. Okay, say, you know what? So you <laughs> gotta generate some inertia.
1: You know what? We're putting our money out of the bank because we in agreement with complete reparation. As laid out by the National Reparations Institute,
0: they come into the table, brother. Okay, so basically, what I'm hearing here is, you, you first of all, you need unity because you got to have yes, create some inertia, some power, and then you're using that to leverage, you know, to 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 your know, strength in a way to bring them to the table. Um oh, It, you know, this has been something that. The, the you know activists and blacks leaders and civil rights leaders, humanity you, you rights leaders, um, grassroots leaders. This is something that's been tr- been trying, been trying to do. You know they've been trying to do for many decades and many years. What what makes well, you think
1: they have done it in a in a social symbolic way? But show me, Brother Malik, you are a scholar. You have been you've sold thousands of copies of various books and titles you 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 sold dr claude anderson's work uh black labor white work yes wealth, power economics but you sold just about every reparations book that has ever been written. Yes. but go through any of those pages and i i will i will challenge any any of your listeners here go through any of those pages and show me where there's a blueprint in there and a part of the actual model and the methodology for doing what you're doing great research historically, mm-hmm. not taking away, not hating on anybody, mm-hmm. but show me where the blueprint is and how you actually do it, though. and well, I- all of those writings of books, brother, great research, great numbers, mm-hmm. great atrocities, mm-hmm. and point out all the atrocities, who owe us and why they owe us, but ask the people, how do you actually do it and get it done? True. And most of the civil rights are, mo- are moving in a social symbolic way. They're mm-hmm. still protesting,
0: brother. Well, I, they're still picketing. Well,
1: I they're think they're having I, prayer breakfasts and trying to plead your case. That's, that's true. Will not secure reparations. It brother. will not. It will not.
0: I, 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 based I, I, on what is known as the um, known as the legislative model. Right. I definitely. The Jews
1: have gotten reparation based on a legislative model.
0: Absolutely where well, everything works in this nation legislative because that means legal law and yeah. so everything this you know This the the different groups of people have gotten in this country has always Gotten it through a uh, legislature and there's a lot of things that people we can do on our own without yes, le- le- Legislation We well, is there things that man. we can do absolutely. as black people that we're not doing that we need absolutely. to do that I think with leverage you know yeah, our yeah. ability to have this group, these, you know, th- I forgot the term you use about that power structure to sit down at the table, and the that's quadruple the quadruple
1: based paradigm.
0: You okay? The triple. Say it again. It's, it's it's known as the quadruple base paradigm. The quadruple base paradigm. In the new declaration that's yes. coming up, I will spell it out. Yes, we were blessed to develop that over the yes. last uh, yes. five years. Well, that was, that, wise. Um, that's wise. you, you got to put a name to a concept. To oh, yeah, so <laughs> know It's
1: called a quadruple based paradigm. Qu- and, brother, I was. let me show you. I do
0: it. believe the black dollar can bring any group or any nation to the table and 1.5 trillion dollars come to black people hands as a consumer every year and we ain't leveraged that to the max we haven't brought that to the level that we should we can raise a lot of money billions of dollars just on our own doing our doing certain things if we awesome. will pull our own money that we already earned in this nation
1: Absolutely, and we and that's part of the complete reparations package, though. Uh, brother, you're absolutely right. And let let me give you an example so your audience will know that we're just not talking theories and some hypothesis here. Let, let me let me give you an example, brother. Do you know the first stimulus package in 2020 when the pandemic hit, brother? Do you know that they agreed upon that Democrat and Republican, liberal and conservative, within about two months they had moved they moved two trillion dollars, brother. Two trillion dollars in two months. Why did they do it, Brother Blake? Because the Wall Street bankers and select multinational corporations said, you know what? I don't care what y'all do in Congress, but you better allocate the damn money because it's starting to affect the U.S. credit rating. Select multinational corporations, the bottom line will start to, to suffer. Okay. Some of them then will, will possibly go
0: out of So we're talking so priority. You got to
1: do, you move the two okay. trillion dollars.
0: Well, so, well, 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 that's an example of how powerful. Th- and how fast That they can move Money exactly. And, li- and that's laws that's exactly Okay what we is. know that But they got absolute power So yes we know They can do a lot of things The question is Why would they Want to do this For The former slaves Of America Black people brother In Malibu, America They don't want
1: to do it Because they're not fair, <laughs> It's not in their nature To be fair Justin equitable. These are capitalists brother oh. capitalists, Corrupt capitalists And at the end of the day though Brother Malay they will do it only because the bottom line they going if they're going to survive if so
0: it serves, you said ultimately in the end, it's in their best interest at some point in time to see that this is a viable solution to bring, you know, the people finally to a point where we can move forward and get the elephant out the room and eliminate and eradicate the discriminate racial oppression and all that that's taking place. That this is finally, we can be, have an equitable solution to a long-term century problem.
1: Absolutely, and if they're going to survive, brother, when we, we publish the the uh, with the select multinational corporations and how much Wells Fargo owes, brother, when they start they they start losing uh, uh, accounts, major accounts, their investors are, and their shareholders are going to say, then okay. who is this talking reparations? We got to sit down with them because we showed this quarter a loss, next quarter's a loss, and the years we have lost 13
0: percent. Okay. We can't survive mm-hmm. like that. So, bottom line. The, is, so, so you calculated. If
1: we do anything beyond, if we don't do anything else, mm-hmm. then you'll be, we'll be, our people. we talking reparations for another hundred years. So, our so, so, so you, 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 you. Be laughing at us I because see. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm saying. It so brothers. you basically calculated. They will. They they make all of their economic and political decisions. Mm-hmm. Will it help or hurt? They're power based, they're profit-based, they're policy based, and they're privilege based. Mm-hmm. That's how they make all that okay. it ain't based on us mm-hmm. pleading with them, them being just and fair and equitable and civil in their behavior toward the uh the so called Negro blacks who have suffered in America, snatched from Africa.
0: Right. Well, they, they don't
1: care about uh, that but uh, they, they we we're trying some of our people are still asking them to be human still to be just to be fair but brother you'll be doing that another you'll be doing that another 40 50 years and you still have not moved the reparations needle and let me give you let me give you another example of how they uh, show you how quickly they can move move money brother in 2019 they had the longest government shutdown in the country trump was in office mm-hmm. brother Malik, if you remember they were canceling flights around the country Yes. If you remember, yes. our people on TV talking about this man is a fool. People going to lose their livelihood, their their their, their, uh, their family, their housing, jobs and everything because he's got the longest government shutdown. Now, his his, his argument was, you're going to give me the billions of dollars I need for my border wall. Remember, the border is back in news again, right. the border wall. And so and so I told my students at the Atlanta University Center, I said, now this is the time to test my paradigm. I said this this um, this strike is not gonna last longer than what, what he's saying it's gonna last. Donald Trump comes. Um, um, so what I do? I'm down in Florida and I look at it. And I said, now what's happening right now that I can predict that this this uh, this shutdown is gonna end long, uh, much sooner than than people say. Trump is saying it's possibly gonna last for months, but I'm gonna get the money for my border wall. Furthermorely, in 2019, what was happening in, at the time uh, uh, in January, around that time? We were, brother, of one month out from the Super Bowl. Guess where the Super Bowl was in 2019? One, one month out from the Super Bowl. In Atlanta, the business airport in the world, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. The the NFL owners, multi-billionaires, the select nonprofit organizations and uh, corporations, they ain't even finna let Donald Trump mess up the, the business commercial day in the world, Super Bowl. All over the world, advertised people paying three, mm-hmm. three and four million dollars for a thirty-second spot. Yeah, uh, the the, yeah. the booking and gambling. Yeah, out. it, it now, ended Lou up. He says on a Thursday. He says on a Thursday. Um, well, if America don't get, uh, we don't. If Congress don't pass the money for my easier bill, said than done, this right? Is gonna extend, this is going <laughs> to extend for some months. Well, I knew damn well it wasn't going to extend for much. He said that on a Thursday, and then on a right. the Tuesday, he walks his ass back out on the White House line and said the shutdown was over with. I knew yeah. it was gonna be over with. And of I said it on social because, media. Because, because the president the don't president run the country. country. I proved it on sh- social media. Yes. Because the, the NFL owners, these the, the slick multinational corporations, yes. what they were going They to have a lot on, of power. They, to even allow him to do that.
0: they have a lot of power. They have a lot of leverage. They have a lot of say so what happens. Absolutely, so the, 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 the yeah, the, to, the power
1: base and that profit base starting to be ill.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know this. The, 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 uh, rulers, for-
1: the national rulers, the national ruling class, called Donald Trump, saying enough is enough. Get your ass back out there and open up the country.
0: Well, here's the thing, that's what you happened. know. A lot of and people under that, the illusion it's, 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 that the president runs the so country.
1: That the shutdown wasn't going to last as long as the people right. thought it
0: was. Well, here's the thing, my brother. A lot of people yeah. under don't really understand how the power structure work. They think political uh, 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 um, 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 officials uh, actually uh-huh. run the country. When the reality is that these multinational companies, the nonprofit multinational companies, a lot of the wealthy, wealthy people, they have an uh, uh, you know they are shadow government and they have yep, and they have more control over this government than a lot of people think it's only so much a president or a congressman or a senator or a representative can do when you yep. got to answer to these people because these people have a lot of wealth and a lot of power they they, yep. they employ a lot of people they you know and they utilize that you know, in order to get the things that they need done in the way absolutely. they need things done, so it's it's just a lot of people are miseducated thinking that you know when you vote a politician in the office that they actually literally gonna run. No, they just the face and the oh, spokesperson right. for the absolutely. these 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 globalists and national multi corporations and nonprofit organizations. It's just bad. Listen, and they shadow governments, brother, <laughs> and they have a lot of power. You, you're absolutely right, brother. You- <laughs> absolutely right and they,
1: that's what I keep saying the uh the white the nasty the international national and local white ruling class brother they you know some people want to call them the Illuminati some of them want to call them the, the committee of 300 some of them want to call them uh um the uh the trilateral commission it's all of that but it is an international national and a local body of European people who, who uh who run these uh and who decide what politics is going to look like and at the end of the day reparations is about public policy so so mm-hmm. how are we how are we dealing with that and how are we
0: well let's that bring that this way. to a let's bring let's this to it. a conclusion and, that, and let's wrap it up that we have coming up in june brother there
1: will be five select committees that are coming out of that uh that that um that summit so we're not just a raw rah clap session so num- number one is we have a education and culture select committee. Number two, economics and investment. Number three, public and mental health. Four, state and land acquisition. Five is public policy and legislation. So those select committees, brother, will issue their final report and recommendation on reparation out of those five select committees. And so what will we do with that? That will be professionally bound and edited. Professional politicians all over the country at the national, state and local level will get copies. Organizations, bookstores, we will get copies of those final reports and recommendations. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we will shape public okay. policy, brother. So what we do, what the objective is too, brother is not to let the black petty bourgeoisie and white liberals and, and white gay population LGBT sell out the reparations movement. And people are gonna be very clear what reparations look like. And, and if you're not at the summit because everybody's invited, then why weren't you there? Right. Why didn't you sit down behind closed doors if you won't complete reparations for the masses of our people? And well, so that's where, um, uh, and like I said, brilliant voices now, out there. How can my hear?
0: audience? How can my audience, brother, get leave them your information if they want to reach out and t- talk to you uh, in the future. Um, leave them your information. Cause we, I want to bring this uh, to a conclusion. This has oh, been yeah, sure. eye-opening. It's been enlightening. I've learned a lot just about, you know, the reparation movement and you know, the strategy and the tactics and the blueprint that uh, you humbly put together. And most importantly, I learned the amount, $83 trillion that was calculated for... To build a generation of change. So, my yes, brother, get, let my audience know how they can reach out and contact you for the information.
1: Well, please call, call me. Uh, you can email me, uh, National Reparations Institute at gmail.com. National Reparations Institute at gmail.com. Or they can call me, brother, at 404-645-0513. Again, 404-645-0513. And uh, the new website, as, uh, we, uh, we under, uh, it'll be up in the next uh, 30 days, that new website, we had one up for a few years, brother. But we expanding that website where you will be able to go and do a national polling on that website, uh, all the things that we're selling. But go to our website, nationalreparationsinstitute.org. Nationalreparationsinstitute.org. Uh, that will give you, um, uh, put you in touch with us. And then please, Go by Malik's bookstore and get your copy of the declaration. It is it has been reviewed by scholars, working people, students, and we have gotten very good reviews of It, it is a it is a blueprint for complete reparations. Notice I said complete reparation. Read that blueprint, brother, and it will put your audience on in the mindset and know where we go from here. Not a bunch of rhetoric, but now it's time to actually secure reparations for the masses of our people. Brother, thank you thank you for your time thank you for your energy brother malik your insight your creativity brother and for being the voice for the masses of our people any man or woman that will open up a bookstore for the masses of our people that is the best educational center and institution that we could have in our community brother and you have been doing that for more than a couple decades and so we're just grateful and appreciative that you're there brother and others and those who support you your family the employees there and we're coming to los angeles to do a full lecture on reparation and a, open up with a uh, question and answer period uh, wonderful, brother wonderful. brother malik we mm-hmm. have been blessed uh i can't do what the next person do you do and others but i am a reparationist and it's my job to make sure that at the end of the day we complete we, we secure complete reparations for the masses of our people that's my job that's that's the uh, forefront front of what the work that we do at the National Reparations Institute. Well, thank you. Please brother. give me a call. Yes. Yeah, please give me a call at 404-645-0513 Or you can call Clark Atlanta University. I'm a professor of political science there. Uh just um and I can't think of the number, four four eight eight zero eight thousand, and um you'll be able to um uh, to connect with me or someone at, from the reparations. Industry. Wonderful,
0: thank you, my brother. Appreciate it, brother. It's been eye opening, and I'm sure my thank audience, you. brother, has learned a lot from man having a first, you know, hand person that's in the movement and helping change policy and procedures to bring forth a generation of change uh, with reparations. Thank you, brother Reginald. Appreciate it and um reach out when you come to la my brother so that oh, we, uh we, we we're, got to brother. you know um, looking Malik, forward to you <laughs> know have always uh supported us <laughs> and honored us brother
1: with uh, and giving us the the uh, the base and, and uh, an opportunity to to share the information brother so i'm going to come and uh, we want to make sure that we do do something yes. with the uh books Absolutely. at your direction and at your head brother with your, with do. your uh, readership and your listeners there uh we're going to be coming and again we're not going to square any issue on reparations. We're not coming to talk theory. Your theory is fine, but I, I need to see your body of
0: work now. Yes. Thank you, my brother. Thanks for listening to Malik's Bookshelf, where topics on the shelf are books, culture, and community. Be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. Check out my Instagram at Malik Books. See you next time.